It's time to get the scoop from one of sports radio's brightest minds. Offensive linemen are athletes, but I'm talking like outside of football from a chubby standpoint. Who's the GOAT? A Super Bowl champion and Packers Hall of Famer. I don't think you can say that things stay fresh for three months, but there's a reason people started getting refrigerators. It's Mark Tauscher on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Oh, I don't want to even get in the plug. You're just going to get beat. What? Win the games you're supposed to win, and then let's get in the playoffs and let's play better. How about that? Sponsored by DeWitt Law Firm, one of the largest firms in Wisconsin. DeWitt Law Firm has nearly 140 attorneys providing legal assistance to businesses, individuals, nonprofits, and more. Joins us each and every Monday after a Packers victory. Well, after every Packers game. Just been mostly victories as of late. He is Mark Tauscher. Tausch, we always appreciate the time. What were your thoughts when you were a player of staying at the hotel the night before a home game? Uh, you know, early on, I didn't mind it. Uh, but I think as you got older, you kind of, you know, wouldn't have been bad to stay back at your house, especially, you know, some of us older guys know, you know, we're kind of creatures of habit, and we don't like having sleeping on different beds. You want to have a certain firmness in your mattress and all. I, so early on, I was fine with it. It was kind of fun. You'd throw cards, you'd get together. But now, uh, you know, I had Cliffy as my roommate for nine years, and then the snoring and the it just got so bad that we had to break up. We had a split, and once you didn't have a roommate, it was best. You know what? I would have much rather just stayed at home. Wait, how was that a messy split? Like, how how did uh, it you was approach little, Cliffy? Uh, was it, that did you have to approach him? Like, how does that breakup go? I think we both, uh, our time had kind of come. We had a wonderful 10-year relationship, and I think I video, I didn't video him. I did one of those. I audio taped his snoring because he didn't believe me, so I showed him, listen, I, I, there's no way I can sleep like this. I, I, we just can't do it, and that was kind of the beginning of the end of our uh, roommate relationship. Were you more nervous when you had to break up with Cliffy, or were you more nervous when you had to break up with an ex-girlfriend? Um, that's a great question. I think with Cliff, with that, that length of relationship, it was a little dicey, but the good news was, uh, you probably find this, won't find this hard to believe. I have some bad habits also. And I think Cliff was more than willing to share his thoughts on some of the habits I had. And I think at that point, it was a little smoother uh, of a breakup than maybe we both thought it would be going into it. Was it awkward after the breakup when you guys like saw each other in the locker room? Was there like an awkwardness or, you know, was it pretty smooth transition? (laughs) Um, I think early on we had a hard time making eye contact, but that was (laughs) only for about an hour. And then we moved on. (laughs) As, as you could kind of tell this, you know, being sensitive, overly sensitive, um, in an NFL locker room is is a tough place to be. So we we moved on, and I think we both decided we're going to be a lot happier in our lives and in our relationship um, by not sharing a room. I claim that Rogers has been holding this forever, and it just was just the perfect opportunity to bring it up. And he, what he left out was, we're not kids. We're not in college when you do this. We're grown men. Let us sleep in our own house. He left that part out, but he would have liked to add it if he could. Well, you know, Homer, I think with training camp, they are not at St. Norbert's, I don't believe, anymore. I don't think since COVID they have not done that. And the idea is now that you're going to have a bunch of guys going out and drinking. That The reason we stayed in hotel is 
from a curfew standpoint and a uh, responsibility standpoint, you didn't want guys out and about. And now with you know camera phones and everything else, you're not going to see that. So I am with Aaron Rodgers on this. I think it is antiquated. You still have your meetings. You still go over. You do all that stuff. But then you can, at a home game, I think you should be able to go back to your house and sleep. I do. And if you want to stay at the hotel and you're distracted with a bunch of family in town, give the option to the veteran players. I'm all right with it. I know that's uh, the new age thinking, not the old school. You need to stay here. We need to have eyes on you. But you're right. I, I do think Aaron has thought about this for a while and probably has thought, why do I need to sleep here when I have, you know, whether it's a cryo chamber or all this other stuff at the house that I can help prepare so I don't wake up with a tight back. When you were a player, how quickly did you start getting ready for Thursday? Was it you, you actually enjoyed Sunday a little bit, then the work began, began Monday, or did you start doing a little bit of prep on Sunday night? I think you always enjoy your win. Uh, it's so hard to win. So Sunday you do it. I think you just the you know, your your clock speeds up because basically you don't go over the game film. I, I'm guessing you're not going to look at this Washington football film. You're going to jump right in Monday on the Arizona Cardinals. Tuesday you'll do a light practice. And there's obviously physically your body is beat down, and you're not going to do any physical practices. You're gonna it's going to be all mental all week. So for uh, older players, it's kind of a nice. You know, it's still a huge challenge to get ready to play physically by Thursday because you typically don't feel normal or good until Thursday or Friday that following week. That's the challenge. But you're not going to go through the two tough practices physically that you normally would. So you'd almost always look at it like if we can just get to Thursday, we get that mini buy, find a way to win that game, knowing you're not going to be 100% physically, but mentally, you're going to know what you need to do, and you want to just crank it up for that Thursday. Your clock speeds up, but no, I would still you still enjoy winning because it's so hard to do. You didn't have Thursday night for many, did you? How when? Uh, no, we did. We played the Cowboys, the Rogers game. Uh, we it was it was always the Detroit Lions Thursday morning games, and those are even tougher because you travel out Wednesday. It's short. Everything is shortened up, and you know, you we would still go through a, you know, not a padded practice, but we'd go through a big time jog through. But they weren't playing uh, on regularly Tuesday. on Thursday. It was just Thanksgiving, right? It was Thanksgiving, but then I think in like oh six oh seven when the NFL Network kind of came on board, end of the season, that second mm-hmm. half of the season, we would yeah. all, you know, we would play a bunch of Thursday night games. So they 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 wised up and started getting, uh, you know, what they did a few times was had us play the Lions. And then we'd play the Cowboys that following week, so we'd actually get a week in between the Thursday games. We'd still have the short week getting into whether it was the Lions or the Cowboys. But Thursday night football, as we talked about in Pack Attack yesterday, Homer, it, for the players it stinks. And the injuries, and you see pulled hamstrings, it is really hard to flip around and get back able to play this quick. But the great news is this game's probably got as much juice as any game we've seen all season coming up on Thursday, and the excitement level for the players is going to be at an all-time high. With that juice, a win kind of quiets all the, oh, the Packers aren't actually legit, have been disappointed with 6-1. and one. That kind of cools all that talk, but, right? Yeah, Gabe, do you even buy that, though? I was just listening, Ryan Clark and the guys, I listen every Monday to get up, and everybody say, oh, they haven't played anybody. They have played. At San Fran was a great win. The Cincinnati game keeps looking better and better after they throttled Baltimore. So this is obviously a barometer game. 
there's no doubt. But if Green Bay doesn't win, all of a sudden are we going to say they have no chance to win uh, in the playoffs? People that think that now are going to think that even if we beat Arizona. So it is a big game. It is going to be a big test. But there are just people that don't want to jump on Green Bay. Everybody on that panel this morning said they're average, they have Devontae and Aaron, and everybody else is mediocre or below. I don't buy that testament. I think you're talking about a team that is missing four really good players on it, and they're still 6-1. and one. I'm not buying that narrative. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because even if they, they go and they get throttled on, on Thursday night, Tausch, like, I, I feel like I can write it off of, man, it's Thursday, it's a tough turnaround, because I'm not writing off Baltimore despite they just gave up 41 points to the Cincinnati Bengals. I still think Baltimore's really good, and that one just happened to get away from them. Like, the yeah, Packers are a just, good team. It, it, yes, uh, there is no doubt, and I think everybody that was – jumping off the bandwagon after week one games like that happen things can get away from you in this league and it's the teams that can just wipe it away and say all right let's move forward green bay obviously has done that well and i think arizona has not had their kind of clunker yet it's gonna come at some point and hopefully it'll be this thursday Tosh, we appreciate the time we look forward to hearing you in two minutes on your own show sounds great